1: city podcast i am your host the one and only Vinnie Milani, joined as always by your boy old skippy do himself the reigning the defending undisputed somewhat heavyweight valedictorian of the show hey jay johnson
2: i caught up i caught up everybody
1: (laughs) welcome to the show welcome to the show uh, below him we have my best friend in the whole entire world he is Aaron the Mukes I am mukes and to his left and below me we have the smoothest voice in sports casting and when I say the smoothest voice in sports casting I'm not just saying that as a title this man has a voice of a an angel an absolute angel sent from heaven to bless us wow. with his throat gift he is Dylan, JB, kearns beautiful, beautiful <laughs> May thirty, here in the city. Episode thirty-two is about to be underway. We are breaking down the AFC West schedule. That's the chief Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos. Quite possibly the best division. Well,
0: look in- at AJ's
3: face. Look at AJ's face. He's still he trying is to so comprehend frozen. what
0: came out of Vincent's mouth.
3: <laughs> he is so frozen.
0: What's going into yours, Dylan?
2: Jesus. Uh,
1: <laughs> well no, Jesus. I don't know. Sent JB. Down with, uh, I like I do like how you two are matching. And if you guys are not watching us live on YouTube, well, first of all, you should. We're live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at eight PM Eastern. Uh, but Dylan and Aaron are actually matching. It's it's quite adorable. Um Aww. yeah, great show ahead of us. A oh no, a I can't go to AJ first. Dylan, <laughs> how goes it?
0: It goes. So I'll take AJ's line as he's gone. I'll say it goes because he always says it goes. But uh, yeah, life goes on. Um, we're living here. <laughs> Three minutes into the show. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, boys. It just couldn't be better. You know, we're just ready to talk some football. And I'll go with the cliche thing there, Aaron. I'm excited to be here. There you go. There you go. Aaron, how goes it?
3: I'm good, man. Uh, um, I'm a little nasally. I don't know if you guys could tell through my voice, but I can hear it. I've been sick for a week now. Um, just kind of dealing with a lot going on in this area, a little head cold, but you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to talk some football, AFC West, best division in football. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, I have a lot to say today because I'm coming at some of you. Um, I had the fortunate advantage to see everybody's records already. And, um, yeah, I I have, I have a problem. I have a problem with a couple of your guys' uh, standing, so It'll be fun, but I'm um, excited. And, you know, we'll get AJ back in here, and I'll, I'm sure I'll have something to say to him as well.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, while we wait for AJ to get going back on. in here, we are going to dive in to the top stories this evening, kicking things off with Genevieve Clowney re-signing with the Cleveland Browns for a one-year $11 million deal, keeping him in Cleveland. This move, I mean, this it, it was... A long time coming, I feel like. I don't think there was any other place that Javion Clowney wanted to actually go to except for Cleveland. And, Aaron, you actually brought up a stat to me earlier today that really just guaranteed Javion Clowney being a success in Cleveland. It, it's an impressive number.
3: Yeah. Um, and not only did I bring it up to you, but I also posted a, a little trivia on TikTok today. Um, That asked people to guess the player. And for those of you that are watching live that were on my TikTok or haven't been yet, I'll give you the answer. It's Jadavian Clowney. He ranked fourth in the NFL in 2021 in pass rush win rate. Um, First on that list was Miles Garrett, who happens to be his teammate. Cleveland brings him back this year. He had nine sacks last year to me by far had his most productive and best season as a pro in eight years. And that could be attributed to being on the other side of miles Garrett. It could be on a talented defense like Cleveland, but Cleveland taking another step to ensure that their defense is locked and loaded for the 2022 season. And if Deshaun Watson comes back, man, that team is now the people that said this a year, a couple of years ago, now you can say, man, that team is scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it is Terrifying what's in Cleveland now with that defense, how good that is. And now this new look offense led by Deshaun Watson. It is dangerous. There's one other story though, that came out of the uh, AFC North, their rival in Baltimore. And really I don't, I can't, I can't do this top story. If you followed us from long ago in our rough cut days, AJ's got this shirt on and he's frozen with it. You can clearly see it. He's not going to move anytime (laughs) soon. You can clearly see the rough cut sports cast shirt. If you followed us back then, you saw one of our episodes where we rank the top trios in the NFL. And it's a sad day because one of those glorious members of the trios retired. Dylan, take it away.
0: Yeah, it was uh, Mr. Sam Cook, the longtime punter of the, uh, oh, wow, long time, wow, long time Ravens punter. There it is. Um, I mean, that guy could just bomb footballs. I mean, you talk about one of the league's best punters, and everyone talks about Justin Tucker and how Devin DuVernay's flashy. Those were my trio. The special teams trio in Baltimore was something that should be admirable. I mean, it was absolutely astonishing watching them just – uh, as a unit, every single year, just dominate. And Sam Cook, he'd put balls inside the 10, just put it perfectly in there. And Matt, Pat McAfee would be, make him proud. Um, you know, the, the air yardage that he gets there and all that good stuff. This was one of the league's best punters. And it, it's a sad day because they came in at ninth on my top trios in the NFL. Um, Sam Cook, Justin Tucker, for Devin Duvernay. Duvernay didn't have the best year last year, so that one kind of probably wouldn't be a trio this year. But, I mean, Sam Cook was an absolute beast. Uh, one of the best punters in the game, in the league, and no longer. So happy retirement, kid. And uh, he'll be in Cooperstown, or no, Cooperstown. He'll be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame in Canton, alongside Mister Justin Tucker, and maybe a Devin Duvernay if he turns it up.
1: Yeah, he played the most games. He or he played. He played quite a lot of games to the point where uh, retiring at age thirty-nine, he had more games than Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis. And he was actually the punter during the Jonathan Ogden days, who is now in the Hall of Fame. So Sam Cook has been around for quite some time.
3: One game, I think he missed one game his entire career, um, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, fun fact about Sam Cook, which we don't talk about punters a lot, he actually did revolutionize the way the football is now punted by many punters around the league. Uh, matter of fact, Johnny Hecker named one of his punts the Cook um because of how he switched it up he created this knuckleball he created um he basically they call it a golf swing they know he knows how to draw a ball he knows how to fade a ball um he did a lot of different things to create spin to create movement to make it harder for guys like antonio brown when he with the steel when he was with the steelers to return and catch punts so um, again things that we don't talk about a lot things that aren't covered but if you ever do some some deep research into Sam Cook, you'll see the kind of way he revolutionized the way the game is played as far as punting the football. And uh, to Dylan's point, that's why he'll be in, he'll be in
0: Canton, yeah, one day. <laughs> Baseball's uh, on my mind, kid.
1: Trivia trivia bonus here. There's only one other player now remaining from the 2006 NFL draft class. Now that Sam Cook is retired, now that Sam Cook is retired, who is that one mm. player remaining?
3: From the 2006 draft class.
1: From the 2006 draft class, go. Anyone can
0: go. Is it Matt Ryan? It is not Matt Ryan. No, yeah, Matt no, Ryan wasn't drafted.
3: He was, was drafted draft. in 2008.
0: Eight. Oh, my bad. Two years off. My bad. It's it's my boy. It's oh, my boy, Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes. That's
2: the, Mercedes! Comeback, That's the way you make a comeback, baby. It's the way you make a comeback, baby.
1: Hey. He's the only, he's the last remaining player from the 2006 NFL draft. Uh, wait, 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 uh, wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. You said player.
2: <laughs>
1: what? He is I'll, let you, I'll no. let you figure that out. That's
0: I'll let you figure that out.
1: I'll let you figure that out. That's, disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> That's just disrespectful. I don't appreciate you disrespecting my boy. I'm on Vinny's side team. here. Well, yeah, damn you're it. a jackass. Damn, damn it, star. I lost. Now that Dylan's on my side, I lost. Damn it. It's over
0: for you. you no, know, it's okay. It's two versus two. It's a tie.
3: You guys, no. no, anybody that's on. And your we've
0: officially it. spent way too much time on Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> 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 and right. we spent a lot of time bringing you back in.
1: I think I think it's I think it is that's hilarious it though. So just to pull the curtain back, we, and this is to tell the, the fans at home how serious we are at the show and how serious we take it. We had a very long meeting before this show, about an hour long meeting before the show. AJ was in it, alive and well, active, moving freely. And now that the show starts, Spectrum got him. But he's he's alive now. He's alive. He's alive. Look at him s- just skipping over there. Uh, but he is alive. Nah. He's back. We've got a great show, though. We're gonna get into our AFC West schedule talk in just a few moments. But let's uh let's test AJ's connection. Let's
2: see what works. Let's we'll see if we got this.
1: Those ducks. Let's
2: see if this uh beautiful voice can. Get everybody excited. I know we got the vibe with that music behind us. And there's always a vibe when you go to the Sack City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and the IG, the Instagram. We stay live all day, every day. We got so much content because we learned content is king. And that's what y'all want about to be the dead period in the nfl but not here at sack city this city is always live so make sure you hit those likes hit those follows subscribe share tell spread the word at sack city pod on facebook twitter instagram youtube and tiktok guess what your boys are back in town (laughs) sack city baby
1: There it is. There it is. And uh, be sure to, if you are on our social media pages, interact with us. Let us know what you think of the post, the video, whatever it may be. Let us know your thoughts. Interact with us. Interact with other fans like yourself. Let's be sports fans on the Sac City social media page. It is time to dive into the AFC West, and there is no place else that we could start but the defending AFC West champions. The Kansas City Chiefs and their schedule looks like this featuring quite a lot of primetime games. Four five to be exact, uh, including with that week two matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers. And guys, we we we've talked about it during the offseason with all the moves that came in. And I mean, Chandler Jones going to Vegas, Russell Wilson going to Denver, Khalil Mack going to Los Angeles. The Chiefs, they were on the opposite side of this, losing Tyreek Hill. Uh but there's still, I would say, and I think most of us would say, a top dog and a, a serious threat in the AFC with this tough schedule. Aaron, what is the storyline heading into the 2022 season for the Chiefs?
3: Oh, well, my storyline's easy. Are the Chiefs still dominant in the AFC West? Are they still the team to beat? We've I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I've heard. All the haters say, well, now they're going to fall off because Tyreek Hill's gone. You told me that last year. You told me they weren't going to be as good. The Chiefs have won that division a number of years in a row. They've been to four straight AFC championship games. I hear Dylan in the background already. The Chiefs can't do it. The Chiefs can't do it. Listen, we continue to doubt Andy Reid. We continue to doubt Patrick Mahomes. We find reasons to say they're not going to do it. But at the end of the season, when we all look up, there they are atop of the AFC West and, and, you know, making waves and making their way into the AFC Championship game. I don't know that it's going to be any different this year. Is it more challenging this year? Absolutely. But I think obvious storyline is, do they continue that dominance? Or is it time for one of these younger teams, one of these teams with new weapons like a Denver Broncos to come over and take over in the AFC West?
0: Yeah, you brought it up right there. You brought up the two things I wanted to say. You said it's going to be more competitive. Is it time for the Broncos to take over? And then, really the one thing there with the Kansas City Chiefs you could look at is Andy Reid. He's a head coach who's very talented in this league. We've seen him do it all uh, and win in, in Philadelphia and in Kansas City with Alex Smith, with Patrick Mahomes. He's a winning head coach, uh, and that's that's a great thing to have in this league. He's going to be tested this year. I tell you, Mike McDaniels is coming over. A lot of uh, Nathaniel Hackett, another one. I'll touch on him a little bit later. But um, th- there's a lot of uh, moving heads. Brandon Staley has his sort of uh, – uh, his his technique when it comes to being a head coach. So maybe the one thing going for the Chiefs is having Andy Reid there. And obviously having Patrick Mahomes is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. But I'm telling you, it's going to be very competitive. They have a hard schedule. And I think a team in this division could potentially jump them.
2: Yeah, so I uh, – I- can't believe I'm actually about to say this. I-, I took a page out of Dylan's book for my headlines, and uh, I'm actually going to give you real, like, newspaper headlines. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's, you don't always see every weapon. You know, like, anyone ever watched that movie Blade? He's got the big black trench coat and the jacket, and you know he's got a sword on his back. When he open up that jacket, there's like 50 blades in there. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Tyreek Hill, that sword has gone down to Miami, but you open up this side, you got a juju. You open up this side, you got an MVS. We're talking size, we're talking speed, and we're talking about a guy who we all looked at as one of the best number twos aside Antonio Brown. In the first year he had a chance to do it, he got injured. Well, the next year he came back in 2020, he was three three receptions short of 100. 97 receptions, 837 yards, and nine touchdowns. That's the type of production that they thought they would get out of Sammy Watkins. And besides for his week one, three touchdowns, 200-yard game season in and season out, mm, Sammy Watkins never really did it to the effect that they need to. And now we all know that I'm high on Sky Moore. I think that I don't think he's Tyree kill, but I think he definitely makes up for a lot of what Tyree kill brought And the way that they're going to use him is going to be very similar in that route next to these other guys. I think the Kansas city chiefs are going to be right there, ready to do it again. You got Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and sometimes a QB like Patrick Mahomes makes those weapons.
1: I, I saw this, uh, this tweet earlier today saying that sky Moore is switching to being a cornerback because of his size. And also the fact that he picked number 24, that has nothing to do with his actual (laughs) skill. Maybe the WNBA star will actually be great in Kansas city, but we have to to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves here. What the chiefs lost this year in in Tyree hill It's, it's a massive drop off. And now I don't like to talk about my graphics or like what's all, what you're seeing here, But this graphic here, breaking it down for you, is on average per year since 2018 combined what MVS and Juju have done as opposed to Tyreek Hill since 2018. That's combined to one person's production. They got more receptions. That's great together. But this is is going to be a big time adjust. We're going to have to see a big time adjustment from the Kansas city chiefs. Now that they do not have a Tyree kill. I'm I'm, I want to see who they, who they favored as the number one wide receiver. I love Juju. I think he's going to be, at least for fantasy purposes, he's going to be a great target this year. And I think he becomes uh, Patrick Mahomes number one wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not bashing them. I'm not saying they, they don't have a chance, but I am saying we have to be honest with ourselves and, Say that there's going to be an adjustment period with who is going to be their new Tyreek Hill.
0: You know what? This no, is I... this sort of reminds We're me of Moneyball. So <laughs> We're so hot here. We are, AJ. That's a good point. Reminds me of Moneyball, right? You lose Giambi. I always bring in a couple pieces and sort of help fix and see if this can help the team out. Well, that's that's what the Chiefs are doing here. They didn't want to pay top dollar to Tyreek Hill, bring him in, they bring in a couple replacements to get the same production. And uh, they play a little money ball approach, save some money, bring in a Valdez Scantling, bring in a Juju and don't have to pay big money to Tyree who's giving you all that production. So it was similar to that. They did end up getting a pick back in that deal, but they got it, it. They got to spread the ball around. And I think that's going to be their main focus. They don't need a number one.
3: Uh, perfect. Perfect. segue, Dylan. Perfect. segue. This isn't about replacing Tyreek Hill. Nobody's looking for them to come in and replace 1,500 yards at times, 10-plus touchdowns. This is not what Andy Reid's trying to do. I think everybody forgets. Do we remember when Andy Reid coached the Philadelphia Eagles to four straight NFC title games? Outside of Terrell Owens, who were their receivers? Freddie Mitchell? uh, Todd Pinkston? uh, Like, these guys that have no business even being on an NFL football field for the most part, but they were productive. Why were they productive? They had a really, really good quarterback. They had a great head coach, and they found ways to get them involved with a short passing game, which we saw. Vinny says an adjustment period. I don't think there's an adjustment period. I think Andy Reid saw what teams did to them last year, taking away the vertical threat. So they said, you know what? we'll go get a bunch of very good underneath receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster, who worked in the middle of the field with the Ben Roethlisberger. We'll get a guy that is strictly a vertical threat in MVS, and we'll go get a guy who has electrifying speed and playmaking ability in a Sky Moore, and those things combined will allow us to move the football in ways early in the season we couldn't do last year because we had no way to get Tyreek Hill over the top of a defense. When you have an elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you have an elite head coach who knows how to scheme offense. You don't need Tyreek Hill. And I'm not saying that he's not a great player, but you find ways to run your offense in different ways. And they still have the best security blanket in all of football. And his name is Travis Kelsey and the greatest quarterback in all of football right now. The best quarterback, I should say, not greatest, the best quarterback in all of football yeah. and Patrick yeah, Mahomes. It. I, agree. I, yeah, back, like,
2: but let's not act like when every time we talk about a Patrick home, he's not being compared to an Aaron Rodgers. When Devontae Adams wasn't on the field, yeah, we had the Allen Lazard's, but MVS was already was always poised to be the next guy to step up and have a pretty decent game. And he's going to be used a lot more frequently in Kansas City than he was used in Green Bay. And then when you talk about Juju, I mentioned it; it was injuries. I mean, if we had saw four straight years of production, and then you can give me the same numbers, I'd be talking different. But when he's on the field, with a Noodle Arm, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. with a Duck Hodges, he's found ways to show some sort of production, and that's not with a young stud like Patrick Mahomes. I'll, I'll, I said this: you lose Tyreek Hill, you probably lose two wins. I would bet at the very least on a bad week, MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster gets at least one of those wins back, and now you're talking about a 12 and five team.
1: I think we we've talked about this before, and I, and I I didn't I was not saying right. that the chiefs are going to be bad now that they do not have Tyreek Hill. And I, I agree with all of your points here. I I think to me, and this, we've talked about this with like Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, Like we talk about MVP, it comes down to the quarterback. And when you still have Patrick Mahomes there, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to see that much of a difference. And like I said, I love Juju this year. uh, And I think that the chiefs are going to be very good. Let's take a look at our standings here. And I don't, I mean, this is, This is it. I mean, no one's thinking that the Chiefs are going to be bad this year. 12 and 5, 13 and 4, 11 and 6 and 12 and 5. The only question of the standings for what the Chiefs have going on is, Dylan, you have one less win than the average for the Kansas City Chiefs here. Where does that extra loss come from that maybe people are thinking, oh, they're going to win this game?
0: Yeah, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs looking at their schedule. Perfect timing, my guy. Um, (laughs) Look at it right here. Um, So at the bye, I looked at this earlier today. I thought Arizona, that's going to be a loss off the jump. Um, I I think they drop. I think they lose one of these uh, week 17, week 18 games. I don't know if it's Denver or Vegas, two divisional opponents. I think that is where they end up dropping that game. I don't know who it will be, obviously. But I think it's uh, Denver and Vegas. I do like Andy Reid in September. The guy wins football games. Uh, September, October, he starts these seasons hot. But um, I do think they lose. You, the you weren't
3: saying won. that last year when he didn't start the season hot. What? You, you weren't saying that last year when they didn't start the season hot, when you guys were all saying that the Chiefs were done. No
1: one there. said that.
3: Whoa, whoa. Stop don't, it. Don't, don't make me go Stop get out the old it. rough cut stuff. Every the Chiefs won the no, 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 no. Every, used week, every single he week. You Use the okay. wrong
1: word. That's what, just every disrespectful. Every just single
3: disrespectful. week, who came on the show and had to calm you guys down? That's fine. Tell you you to can stop. say
1: that. You can say that, but do not put words in our mouth and say that we said the Kansas City Chiefs were done. No one on this show said the Kansas City Chiefs were done, okay? I, I, I believe on one person
3: head. did.
2: I, I, I be believe honest, one person head. did. Okay, maybe Dylan
1: did. Maybe Dylan did. I don't remember. I just know from where AJ and I were both.
2: Person said,
1: "Yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah. true
3: because there were people on ESPN and them telling you yeah. that the Kansas City Chiefs the were thing. done. There are there were people
1: addition. out there that did say the Chiefs were done. They were disrespectful. That's just disrespectful. No one should have said that they were done last year at that point. My interesting thought here is I asked Dylan where that one loss came from that a lot of people didn't that a lot of people might not have had, and you kind of rolled over it to talk about <laughs> that Week Seventeen Week Eighteen matchup." because I, I, have, I have them beating Denver at, in week 17 and then losing to Las Vegas in week 18, but you skipped right over the fact that you think they lose to Arizona week one. That's, I, I don't have, I have a win for, for for Kansas City there. That's without D-Hop for Arizona too. Well,
3: to be fair, I don't think that's one were you talking about rolling over or not rolling over. That's a tough game. It's on the road. It's the home, it's home opener for a team, and it's against a good football team who was in the playoffs last year. So if somebody wants to take Arizona against Kansas City, I don't have an issue with that. Right. I I think I'll just, I'll tell you where my losses are at since I have them in front of me, five losses on the season for Kansas city this year. I think they go 12 and five. I think Indianapolis at Indy week three is going to be a tough game for them. I think that's a loss for them. I have, uh, I'm not sure what week it is, but I have at LA against the chargers. I have at Denver against the Broncos on that, on that uh, Sunday night football game. And then I have the last game of the season against Vegas at Vegas. I think, those are the games I'm looking at the most. And I'm not sure if that was five, but uh, oh, Tampa Bay as well. So those are my five. I have them all on the road being losses. I think they win their home games. They're a very good home football team. I think 12 and 5, 11 and 6, 13 and 4, if you want to stretch it one way or the other, I think that's where they're at. But they're not going to lose this year. I don't think they lose to bad teams this year like they lost last year. I think that's the difference. I think they learned last year not, how not to take those games for granted, how they can't just walk in and get a win. And I think that that's the difference we see. They're going to have tough games. They're going to lose to some good teams, but they'll beat some of those good teams, and then they'll beat all the teams that they're supposed to beat.
2: Yep. I, I battled with that Indy that indie game a few times. That was one that you know, I looked at and I was like, this, it could easily be a loss. But I think, to me, that's what gave me their loss at Tampa Bay. I think they go in, they go hard their first or second home game or away game and beat a very good indie team and then have to go take on Tom Brady and all the headlines. It seems like the Tampa Bay always has a week four that's really big and there's headlines surrounding it all the way through. And I think that's the first one they really drop. I have them taking the three from there. And I actually have them beating Denver and Vegas in week 18. Of course, as a season that goes on, if they don't need to be in that game sitting at 12 and four already, then you know we can have a different conversation. But yeah. Today, that's where I kind of have them do
1: still you, winning the last five. I, I'm I'm pretty sure, Aaron. Do you have Buffalo beating Kansas City?
3: Um, no, I do not. I have Kansas oh, City okay. winning that game. It's okay. at home. Okay. It's at home. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I have I, Buff- have Buff- I don't have Buffalo, Buffalo beating them.
2: I do.
1: Too. I, I have Buffalo beating them in that game. Yeah. I think that the just a, the, re- the the re- revenge song. the revenge
2: game. Revenge it was the game. Was flip that those, everybody are, wants to have. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. to me,
3: those are probably the two best teams in the AFC. And unfortunately they're playing in kansas city so if it was in buffalo i'm probably taking buffalo fair. But those two teams are so close to me that i'm gonna go with the home team
1: okay fair enough fair enough so that is the kansas city chiefs and where we think they all land uh the next team on our list is the las vegas raiders And their schedule looks like this, including four primetime games. uh, One week five against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night football. A Thursday night matchup against the Rams. A Sunday night matchup against the New England Patriots, where I'm going to assume that we all have Las Vegas beating New England uh, on Sunday night football. And then finishing off with a Thursday night matchup against Pittsburgh. Uh, I have one little question. This has – I don't – none of you guys might be prepared for this. I'll send it to you, Aaron. Aaron. Week fifteen and week sixteen, they have a Sunday night game and then a Thursday night game. That's really close together, very close together.
3: No, it's a it's a Saturday night game.
1: Oh, it is. It it's is a, a Saturday, Saturday night. It's a
3: Saturday night game. Um, yeah, it's a Saturday night game. It's Thursday night football, the oh, you know, NFL okay, network, okay. but it this, is a Saturday night game.
1: Okay, so that's I guess somebody enough. wasn't paying attention I, to that's the weird
3: dog. How they do that. the
0: that's, that's weird. No, how they, they call things those shows and then they air them yeah, on Saturday night football days. is thursday night football and sunday night thursday night
3: football nfl network does thursday night football but it's a saturday special we're
1: gonna have to we're gonna have to note that a little bit better in the doc nowadays Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, it has it has the thursday night tag on it and i put the thursday night game on it i just did not i did not i look told on. you on i know that we discussed okay anyway, either way let's talk about the raiders <laughs> let's talk about the raiders schedule now
3: you dylan, gotta come up with a different question yeah i'm gonna go to dylan and, and try and
1: bury bury what i just uh messed up with dylan Raiders schedule looks like this what is their storyline heading into the season
0: new beginnings right no more john gruden no more uh off the field issues that took place last year there were a lot of them um a little bit more unfortunate than some, but I mean, right now you bring in a new head coach. You got Josh McDaniels. You bring in who you want. You get Devontae Adams. A lot of fresh starts, new beginnings here for the Raiders, and last year they were a good football team. Made it to the postseason. Derek Carr played some good football for them. You bring in a Josh McDaniels, and we saw McDaniels when he got to Denver. The way he instilled his culture was he traded his star quarterback in Jay Cutler, so uh, that was a different move by them. They decided to, elect to stay with Derek Carr here. They bring in Devontae Adams, and it's new beginnings for them in a tough division, but I think that's the one headline you look at. New beginnings, can they work? Can all these new faces come together and build something special in year one?
2: Yeah. Um, Dylan got in the dock after me and was like, wow, AJ's really killing him with the headlines. I'm going to just do what he's talking about. No one's going to notice because I'm going to go before him every time. It's cool. <laughs> My storyline is what way does McDaniels go? Does he try the Patriot way again because it worked so well for him in Denver? I don't think so. How does he change the culture when he shows up? We saw what B Mafia was able to do for that Raiders squad at the end of the day. They bring in Josh McDaniels. Is he going to be able to instill his own culture? And is he going to be the first, the first true success from the Bill Belichick tree? And I mean like true success. When you look at it here, you think about the guys that came off of that coaching tree from Belichick. Romeo Cornell, 32 and 63. Eric Mangini, 33 and 47. Bill O'Brien has a winning record of 52-48, to but even he tried to fly too close to the sun and be the Bill Belichick GM, and now D-Hop is in Arizona, and they got like a second-round pick for him. I won't say anything about Brian Flores. I think he was fleeced, and I think he had the potential to be the next one, even Matt Patricia 13-29-1. So coming into a good team with a quarterback that they just gave another franchise contract, bringing in Devontae Adams, fixing that secondary. Is he going to be able to instill a culture that is going to allow his scheme to work, allow his offensive mindset to work, and allow them to be good in a, in a conference that everyone still got better when they got better as well?
3: Yeah, my headline's simple. It's coming from Derek Carr. I'm Derek Carr, and my headline is keep sleeping on us. I, I think a lot of people, I think the consensus is right now, the Raiders are the worst team in this division which I think is unfair because they were the only other team besides Kansas City to make the playoffs last year, and they improved arguably just as much as everybody else in this division, adding a Devontae Adams, adding a Chandler Jones. Um, They've added some depth at the running back position with the Josh Jacobs. They they got Zamir White in the draft. They went out and got offensive line help and Dylan Parham. To me, I think the Raiders are a prime position to shock a lot of people this year. And I think it's going to start the exact way they want it to start. I think they start slow. I think to start the season, you're looking at a, a three and two football team, maybe a three and four, four and four football team, and then once their bye week hits, after that, when they get to when they get to Jacksonville, I think they turn it on. I believe I have the Raiders. I have the Raiders winning uh, two, four, six, seven, seven out of their last ten games. I think that Josh McDaniels is going to do it right this time. He's much more mature. He's much more experienced. He's been able to see how the NFL has changed. And let's just be honest. He was young in Denver. He didn't know what he was doing. And that experience is going to help him now that he goes to Las Vegas. To me right now, the Raiders are in a very, very good situation because they don't have high expectations because of all the talent that's in the AFC West. Doesn't matter how much they did. Everybody still sees them as the worst team in that division with the worst quarterback in that division. And I think that's the perfect spot for the Raiders to be in.
1: What is uh what is actually your record um to start that season? What like before the bye? What is uh what is Vegas so record for you?
3: I have them losing at I have them losing to the Chargers, beating Arizona, beating Tennessee, and beating Denver. But then I'm have them losing three straight, and yes, that includes the game against Houston coming out of the bye week. I have them losing then, and then I have them losing at New Orleans, and then right when they go to Jacksonville is when I have them turning it on. So prior to the New Orleans game, I have them four and. Three or I'm sorry, three and four after okay. seven games. Okay.
1: I have I, I have them games. when I look at their schedule, I have them beating. Let's see, yeah, uh, from yeah, I, I have them go. I actually have them going two and two uh before their bye week. That's what I, that's what I have them uh going. That's let's
2: take a look they at play these five two. games, yeah. Right? I was like, hey, think? that's not math, you know, uh, he doesn't math well. I looked, well. At, I looked at it quick, went you? back to the ground.
3: You have them going three and two, I have them going two and three. Correct. I'm there, sorry. No, I, I, have actually. I actually have them three and two as well. So yeah, math.
1: Right. Math is hard. Math is very hard. Uh, this is what our our uh, standings look like. AJ, <laughs> you are the lowest at nine and eight. Uh, Dylan and Aaron both are ten and seven, and I have them at eleven and six. Vin,
3: Vin, I'm gonna say it now. I was gonna wait till we got to like the Chargers and stuff. But you're crazy, bro. There is no way four teams in the AFC West are winning eleven games.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly, I did this, and I was like, man, like I'm trying. This is too, too much. Like yeah. it's too they're, much. They're all
3: good. They're all good. But not only do they play each other. Then they have to go play an, AFC, an NFC West, which is also a little bit better of a division and compared was, to some other division.
1: I was looking at it, too. So, I mean, and is, are my wins wrong here? I have them beating the Chargers. So, like, in that NFC, in the NFC West, and I looked at this, and I was very upset with myself, and I tried to change it. I only have the Rams beating one of these AFC West teams. Like I don't I don't have any of the NFC West. I think I have the Ra- I think I have the Raiders losing an extra game to like Arizona or something, but I don't have anywhere else a win for an a- NFC West team. And I felt bad about it. And I was like, but but these teams are that good, I feel like. I feel like these teams are that good. And really, I don't think San I don't think San Francisco is that good. I don't think a- I don't think Arizona is that good. Like and by, by that good I mean I don't think that they're on the same level. As, As what the Raiders have.
3: The, I'll, I'll just say this when we talk about schedules. It, it's hard, right? Because at the end of the day, we all, we all look at these games and we think who they can win. Who, but we all know there's going to be crazy games. Yeah. And, and you, you just named two playoff teams from last year and said that you don't think they're that good. Which is yeah. in the NFC, which is a weaker conference, which is crazy to me. But well, that's why most, feel, people,
2: that's-
3: most people, you talk about a division, a division like their own in the West. You have to say they split. Yeah, it's hard to uh, nobody can really look down these schedules and say, "Oh, the Kansas City is going to beat this team twice. Denver is yeah. going to beat this team." No,
1: I they're going to split. You're. I. I don't. That's the thing. I don't have. I have most of them splitting in this division,
3: and then just not losing to anybody else,
1: and then just not losing to anyone else. That's. that's <laughs> I, <have> <laughs> with. I didn't. I didn't have them losing to anyone else, just because that's how good. Sure. That's how how so, far ahead I think of uh, of the Raiders and the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos here. Um. It's just tough, to though, Vinny. Else. They go to,
3: they, like, the Raiders go at New Orleans. That's a tough ass game. It they is. go at mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. They go at, like, these, these places that they're playing these teams it's that funny. may not be great,
1: I, or maybe they are, you?
3: but they're on the road.
1: Are you looking at my, are you looking at what I have? Cause I have, I have them losing to New Orleans and losing yeah. to Pittsburgh.
3: You should. Both that's who I have games. them losing to. But that's
1: what so, I'm saying. So, I have them. Lo-
3: so, you, so once to the Chargers, once to the Chiefs, once to the Broncos at New Orleans. At Pittsburgh, that's five losses right there. At the Rams, that's six losses. They don't lose any other game on their schedule?
1: I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think – Indianapolis has to travel to Vegas. I don't think So the Houston happening.
3: game – the reason I said the Houston game is because that's a letdown game. Every team has You're that like, letdown game. It's a matter of do you pull that letdown game out? That's I, the letdown game I have them I losing. It could them, easily be Indianapolis. It could easily I, be one of those home games.
1: I gave them a letdown game. And that was Tennessee in week three.
2: I don't think Tennessee's that good.
1: And we've talked about it on this show. I don't think Tennessee's that good. I think that that's their letdown game if you want to count a week three game as a letdown See, game. But,
2: so I will say, I think that's too early for a letdown game. Because, I mean, we saw last year, Tennessee week three is the first time they actually looked decent, like a like a formidable NFL team. I mean, I so, so I think where mine got there, because you mentioned I had the lowest, I actually do have the charges sweeping the Raiders this year. And I do know they got better, but we talk about Dylan Parham coming to the Raiders. I still don't think that's enough from where the Raiders offensive line used to be to now go against a a thinking that they're going to be healthy. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and that front seven on top of what that secondary has to boast. And I know it hasn't happened. I know the Charges haven't swept uh, the Raiders since 2018, but they've only been getting better since Justin Herbert's gotten there. And I think that continues. So I don't think, I mean, as easy as it is to know that they're, should split division games. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for a team that we again have said has gotten better on offense. Now they've locked down Mike Williams again. They got another bookend type uh bookend tackle. They've they've addressed a lot of their issues. I get. I just I think guess, they're a much better team. How much do you, better. But, hard, but how
3: do you gauge? Like so this is always my question, people. How do you gauge a division opponent? And assume a sweep because it doesn't matter how good the yeah. Chargers are and how bad the right. Raiders are. It's yeah. the Jacksonville Colts thing, like right? or right. right? It's, it's yeah. it didn't matter how bad Jacksonville was when they play mm-hmm. the Colts at a certain time. That game's going to be tough, and they're always oh. find ways to win. So yeah. how do you then Just predict at, sweeps within so a division? I don't look, yeah, look at the right. AFC on, North
0: man. here. Look, look at the AFC so, North. I mean, the Bengals boat raced the freaking Ravens twice boat raced them, but, but nobody's, pre-
3: I, I, yeah, but no one, do you I predict, predict that? that though? Like, yeah. I, that's why I always say no matter what, no matter what, when I go to do season predictions, I'm predicting a split now, whether maybe it's on the road, maybe it's at home, but I'm not predicting any team unless it's significantly. They've shown me over the course of years that they were a Super Bowl contender, that they're going to yeah. sweep somebody. For yeah, instance, so, if you want to say yeah, the Chiefs just, sweep somebody, Hey, more power to you. They've been in the AFC Championship yeah. for four years. Chargers haven't made the playoffs. They don't say it about
2: yeah. the Chiefs yeah. let because they want, let and they, let they, want it. they want. No, to because the Chargers play. have not been to the playoffs. I understand that, and that's okay. But at the same time, we we know they should have. We saw the letdown games. I, I. To answer that's your question, my point. To yeah, answer your true. question. To answer your question, I gauge this on the fact that I do believe that they being Justin Herbert being those wide receivers being Brandon Staley learned a lot from their letdown games last year because there were games that they lost that are inexcusable I don't think Brandon Staley has to look at the way I'm not saying he's going to change his entire mentality but I think he knows better now than the oh I'm Brandon Staley it's fourth down and we're going to go for it on a 17 because I'm Brandon Staley you can't get away doing that season after season number one and then number two I am just thinking about how unpredictable the NFL is. And so if it's predictable to say that you're going to split a division, well then why not take a flyer this early in the offseason <laughs> and, uh, and see that a close game. Yeah, with you could have ended the whole point. argument with that.
3: So you just (laughs) said you're just taking a flyer is what you're saying.
2: I'm sorry I used the word flyer, but I believe it. This is now AJ's excuse
1: here for when he predicts something wrong and it comes back to him and he's like, oh, yeah, I was just just taking a flyer on it. It's okay. It doesn't (laughs) mean anything. I I want to push forward here, though, (laughs) and give a shout out to everyone in the chat right now. It's absolutely buzzing between Squid, uh, our new viewer here, new in the chat. Welcome to the chat, One Nation Underground. Sherm's in the chat. Bailey's in the chat. We appreciate everyone buzzing here uh, talking about the Raiders. We're going to talk about the Chargers in just a few moments. So Squid's going to be very happy. Uh, But we're buzzing. We're rolling. We're live. People are downplaying
3: the Raiders. Just got to stop it. We, we, We do this every time because they have a poor history of winning. But as poor the Raiders have been, guess what? The Chargers have been just as poor. The Broncos have been just as
2: poor. A difficult three-point game at the wait, buzzer is not me saying, oh, well, the Raiders suck. That's saying they got in a tough game in a dogfight against a, against a division opponent. I'm you not, I'm not talk. just, hey, I'm not hey, just talking on, about on. you, though. Hold I'm just you being general. That,
3: They're being hey, dismissed.
2: Hey, hey, hold on. Hold on. We can't
1: we can't say this. We can't say this to AJ. Last week, or last year, he was all fine and dandy on hopping on the, on the Browns, and they stank. They had that stank. So it's okay. Like, AJ knows... AJ has been through this before. <laughs> You're on mute, homie. You're on mute. That's a minus. A minus. I wasn't talking yourself. to you. I wasn't
3: talking to you. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's a double what? minus.
3: <laughs> my, my computer is legit about to die, and I'm yelling oh, at my uh... wife to bring me my charger. It's in the, <laughs> it's in the couch.
1: <laughs> Hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, while you're doing that, let's move on over to the Los Angeles Chargers. We've got two more teams to take care of in the AFC West. Again, if you are new to the show and you're just joining us for the very first time, we're the Sack City Podcast live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And all of our clips are there for your viewing pleasure. So please subscribe and share. The Los Angeles Chargers are next. Their schedule looks like this, including five primetime games. The one big one, the Thursday night matchup against the Chiefs, then Denver, San Francisco on Sunday night football, the Colts on Monday night and the Los Angeles Chargers on what could be a Saturday night game. I don't know. I don't know. Or the Rams. It could be on Saturday night. I don't know. Aaron, what is your storyline here for the Los Angeles Chargers heading into 2022?
3: Are, Are we looking at the same old Chargers? I mean, really, that's what it boils down to. Are we looking at the same old Chargers that everybody has high hopes for, that everybody looks at their roster and says that's one of the most talented teams in the NFL, and then similar to the Arizona Cardinals, they let us down? Look, I'm a huge fan of Justin Herbert. I'm a huge fan of Keenan Allen. We all know this. Mike Williams on the outside. They added Khalil Mack. They go get, you know, J.C. Jackson. Derwin James is one of my favorite safeties in the league. Talent all over the field, Joey Bosa. This is the same old story, and I I hate to compare it to my Dallas Cowboys, but it's very similar. We talk year after year about how talented the the Chargers are, and year after year, they find ways to lose. And, you know, people are going to say this year's different because of everything they did. But last year was supposed to be different after Justin Herbert's rookie year. And guess what? They were fighting for a playoff spot and fell short. Is this the same, or are we looking at something completely different now?
0: Yeah, once again, if I was writing for the LA Times, uh, my headline would be, can the Chargers win with the Staley way? And AJ alluded to it earlier when he talked about the way that Brandon Staley is aggressive and goes for it on fourth downs and all the good stuff that goes into uh, whatever he does when it comes to his coaching style. He's just an aggressive head coach, a riverboat Ron type when it comes to just uh, grinding out games and just not not sending the punter onto the field. If you're close, you're going to go for it. And I think that's one thing. Can the Chargers win uh, in that way? It's a tough division. We mentioned it's a tough schedule for them, and I mean, this can can they win with that factor? The way that uh, Brandon Staley coaches this team is uh, definitely questionable in the football community, and um, they, they just got to find a way to start winning those games. And I mean, you look at the schedule; it's tough, and it's just something uh, Staley's got to find a way to do.
1: Yeah, it's it is a it is a very tough schedule, and I mean, like that is, I feel like the layup storyline in this AFC West is like, what like, are the chargers for real? Can they actually put up or shut up with this, with this? And then, I mean, the AFC West is extremely tough. So it's going to be hard for them to do. I think it's funny though, that uh, we have Bailey in the, in the chat saying who upsets the chargers. If anyone, are they, are they a team at the, at this point where like there, it wouldn't be a surprise if like someone upsets them. Like, I feel like, I feel like if uh, let's see, wait, 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 wait.
3: I think it's funny. Bring up that schedule. How many of those games, if the team, the other team that they're playing one is an upset? Cause I see two or I'm sorry, three Jacksonville, Houston. Houston and Seattle or in yeah. Atlanta, I guess so four. four. So four. And those are all at the beginning of the season. What about my nine weeks? Oh, why, why would that be an upset?
1: On the road, all the way at, traveling all that way. Miami. I mean, I mean, if
3: you want to take take it as like favorite, like
1: yeah, Vegas no, style fair. upsets. Fair. But
3: Miami Dolphins, which we're going to talk about later this off season, uh, people are talking very highly of them. They just got Tyreek Hill. They've done a lot. Look, th- what it really boils down to is you mentioned it. The schedule is so tough that I, I will tell you, eight weeks in, everybody's going to love the Chargers. They're going to be seven and one. I think that's what I have them seven and seven one it's going and into four. their bye. Yep. They'll be 7 and 1 coming out oh, or they'll have a bye they'll wow. come out 7 and 1 yep. and everybody they'll be flying high and guess what's going to happen after that they're going to win 3 games the rest of the year because that oh. second half of that schedule is absolutely brutal that schedule is brutal when you bring up when you talk about going at San Francisco then you got Kansas City, Arizona, the Raiders, Miami, Tennessee, Indy, Rams and Broncos those are all arguably playoff teams that are not going to be lay down games. And we've seen, and like I said, we've seen this before from the Chargers. Hot start, games that get tight, coaches have to make decisions. Wow. He is not going to stop going forward in situations. Wow. And against those good football teams, he might he might be able to squeak some of those out. I mean, you can't have any slip-ups the first half of that year because the schedule down the stretch is so tough. It's, it's,
2: it's, it's funny you say every that. Every situation, though, that he has to – it's not every situation that he doesn't have to go for it. Like that's the difference. I, no, I, I, I don't care if he does I, it or not. I, I know. I, I know where you stand. I'm, I'm just going off of what you said. For instance, if you're taking that, that shot on fourth down and you're on your, you're on your 45, I'm okay with that. It's when it's fourth and 17, fourth and 29, and you're on your 20. Those are the dumb plays that you have to get. He's over.
3: never done that.
2: Yes, he has. <laughs>
3: no, he, <laughs> yes, has he has not.
2: Well, Cool draft. He AJ did it twice late in the season.
3: He has never Brandon gone for really? a fourth and seventeen on his own twenty.
2: It was fourth and something <laughs> dumb on like his twelfth. Stop. They went ape shit over this on the pundits. it was not fourth and
3: seventeen or fourth and twenty. That's a, huge, that's a big it difference for between going forward for on fourth and three or fourth and six. Fourth and it seventeen like fourth is and, damn near like an, an impossible 12, thing bro. to convert. It was like
2: fourth and twelve, bro. I'm not I will find it. I will find it and get it to you. Anyways, I think that's. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Vinny.
1: No, no, I'm 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 wrapping it up. So if you have words to say, continue.
2: We're not letting you um, wrap it up. We're still talking about the real, Chargers. It's it's and it's I I so I mean I have I disagree I disagree with you basically on where the charges are. I mean I I, I don't believe based I don't look on at what the team anymore. I don't look at the based team anymore. I'm kidding there. <laughs> like, based on what? I don't, based on what, bro? bro, <laughs> bro come on
3: you're saying a lot of words but you're not giving any substance based on Same, what which, let me damn which, talk.
1: Actually, hold up, hold on hold, up. On, hold on hold on hold on pause time out time out
2: oh go oh, there we go oh, okay, based on what go go ahead. okay all right so i don't think it's right for us to look at this team and think that they are going to continue to stay stagnant this is a team when they let philip rivers go and they started anew they have a young core that is getting better by the year they have learned from their tribulations i would assume at this point in time. That's a heartbreaking way to go out last year when you have the entire world focused on you, and all you have to do is tie. And I respect you not going for a tie because that's bullshit. And going for it and you lost. And now you go in the offseason, you're hurt hard. You you take the right motions, you get you get better on defense. This is a team, the chargers, that for me, I've been looking at them waiting for their defense to get better since back when they were going in with Casey Hayward and Jason Verrett when they were quick in their prime and they just could not stay healthy. That has been the biggest downfall for them is their health on defense. And they've had to come back each year. I think they fixed that with Joey Bosa uh, and Khalil Mack and getting JC Jackson. I think they fixed their offensive line. That's going to allow that run game with an Austin Eckler to get better and allow Justin Herbert to do what he's been able to do in this passing game. I don't think I he's going think to be the MVP like, you know, Sherman is going to tell us he's going to be. He's great. But I think he's going to be in the conversation again. I think he's, he's going to be throwing another 45 to 48 hundred yard season another 30 plus touchdown season i think they have the requisite pieces to be good and all they have that's to what i'm do saying is show that is they have grown saying, up which i, I believe think, they have you're saying i what think what else do and we I have going right
3: now we have the past two years with basically this exact same roster that you season is over Der- derwin james the joey bosas they were healthy last year guess what they had the worst defense in the nfl Like Brennan Staley Staley was a defensive minded coach and he has the worst defense in the NFL, but yeah, we're going to give up a though, because they're dynamic because Justin Herbert's so electrifying. They bring in these pieces that we assume it's going to work. I'm not assuming nothing. I'm looking back to last year where they were bad and they finished nine and eight, third in their own division, behind a Raiders team who went through hell and only got better, a Denver team they barely got by who got better, and they were seven and nine and nine and eight with Justin Herbert. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to sit here and say this team is going to take the next step and overtake a Kansas City or overtake a Las Vegas when they haven't proven it. We talk. We talk. I sat here all last year and I said the same thing about the Cleveland Browns. Having to prove it, I said the same thing about the Cincinnati Bengals having to prove it. Cincinnati did, so next this year I can say, okay, you know what? You proved you can compete in a division like this and win. The Chargers haven't proved anything over the past ten years except for knowing how to find ways to where, lose. Where do you? So where,
2: why where should where do it the be Chargers any different? Finish in their division. Where do the Chargers I have,
3: finish? So I mean, bring in Vinny, 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 and Dylan can come back in. <laughs> I have them all finishing ten and seven. And I'm not saying they're bad. I think they're a good football team. But to say that they are going to take this massive leap and be this favorite to win 12 games, and I'm not saying you did or anybody else did. I, I saw some I comments I in the chat 12. about what they're going to win, 12, 13 wins. Where do, how do we just make that leap based on what we've seen? And Justin Herbert played phenomenal last year, to Dylan's words. 12 wins
2: phenomenal. is phenomenal. Very much, very much in the realm of a possibility for this team
3: based on what that we've seen. I gave it
2: to you. You, you, you shut it all down. That, no, no. Seen yeah. that, that
3: Every we've seen.
2: single year in the NFL is different. You were talking about two or three new teams per conference every single year in the playoffs. I can tell you right now without a doubt in my mind that the Chargers are going to be one of them. Sure. I, I have
3: it. them 10 and 7. They can make the playoffs, but that's not the stretch we're talking about. We're talking about the significant leap to overtake the Chiefs, to make 12-13 wins. If the you're division. talking 11-12-13 wins, now you're talking one of the better teams in the conference and they weren't even in the playoffs last year. That leap is a lot bigger. That's a Cincinnati leap versus just to make the playoffs leap.
1: So, let, let me let me let me step in here and, and kind of you brought up before this whole fiasco with AJ, uh, that wow. outside of the bye, it gets very tough for them. I Definitely. actually have them going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have them going seven and three out of the bye. Wow. <laughs> so that so you have what... them going seven
3: and three out of the bye. That mean, and they also play Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, and Atlanta. So that means you have at least 11 wins there. And are yeah. they not winning another game? Are they
1: not winning against Cleveland? I have them 12 and five is what I have them at.
3: So
2: okay, so okay,
1: which is I thought I put which, him, again, I thought I
2: put them twelve and five too. I apparently which, put them eleven and six.
1: I have them at twelve and five. I have them. I have them beating Atlanta. That's not a hot take. I have them beating San Francisco, which you and I discussed this during our power ranking show. Not that sold on San Francisco. So and and if and you talk about what have they proven or anything like that, if Trey Lance is their guy, they haven't proven shit either. So that's that. I have them splitting with Kansas city. So that's their win right there. I have them beating Arizona. I have them beating Vegas in Vegas. I have them losing week one against Vegas. So there's a split. I have them beating Miami that, that them traveling across the country to Los Angeles. I don't like that for them. Tennessee. We all know we all have said this and even our chat, which I'm very happy about people agreeing with, with us about Tennessee. I don't think that Tennessee stands a chance. So they lose there. And then yeah. I do have them losing to Los Angeles, losing to Indianapolis, and losing to Denver to round out the season. So three straight losses going into the postseason. That's not great. Right.
3: That's, that's typical Chargers. That's, that's typical what I'm, that's Chargers. Why I, that's
1: what I said. That's why I have that there. But I do have them finishing strong, coming out of the bye much stronger than what you at least said.
3: Well, yeah. But that's also based on you not giving them credit early in the season. Because if you have them winning seven games after yeah, the bye, yeah. that means you have them only winning five before the bye, or you have them winning yeah. what five, five and two before the bye. Four. One,
2: four two, winning.
1: three, four, five. Oh, you had yeah, five wins five. before yeah. the bye. They beat, they beat, can't they beat Jacksonville? They beat. So Houston. wait, wait,
3: they, they they lose their first two games of the year, then they go on correct. a fat winning streak, is what you're saying? Yes, correct. Eight, eight correct. nine, ten I games think- in a row.
1: I think that they lose to Vegas and I think they lose to no Kansas way. City. They beat they beat <laughs> Jacksonville, Houston, a Deshaun watson a Deshaun Watsonless Cleveland. Uh mm-hmm. I do have them splitting with Denver, so that's their that's their win against Denver, uh at mm-hmm. home. And then that's why Seattle I seven is, and one. Yeah.
3: I mean, so if you I, look at that I, schedule, the only game I have them really losing that is is Kansas City. The rest yeah, of those games Canada. they can win. And I and I truly believe that could be seven and one and i'm not and that's because they are a good i do we think they have, have a good it,
1: enough talent we just have it flip-flopped at least, yeah but you have them 12 wins
2: yeah oh, you i mean have i have them 10-10. going five and five after the bye like i i, I do think that their schedule that's starts great. off very easy and allows them to get right i don't i don't think i don't think so i, I won't we, we we got hot about it already i don't think it's crazy i mean like i think it's doable i'm not shocked if they i have not beating indianapolis I firmly believe Indianapolis can win a game that late in the season with a Matt Ryan-led quarterback in a defensive front and a defensive linebacker like Darius Leonard. I absolutely believe that. But there's also these places where you look at the schedule and you think about the team you're at, and if this is a good enough for a coin flip, which side are you leaning? And for me, where I think the Chargers are getting themselves to this year – I, I lean on the side of a W for them against an Indianapolis team before I have them lose against the uh, the Rams and then Denver because I do think the last two games of the season, the Chargers are going to find a way I don't to drop make and it, to get back right.
3: I don't want to make it seem like I don't think they can win right. 12 games or they can right. win 13 games. I'm saying, how do we predict that based on what we've seen? Like, do we understand how good the football teams are when they win 12 and 13 games? Those teams are... I mean, think about how good those teams are in the league when it happens. And we're going to predict
2: a little bit ago, but you didn't know what, nobody gonna, saw this coming from Cincinnati,
3: but Cincinnati didn't win 12 games. They won 10. That's my point. And then they went and on I a run. And I so could, a you, could you tell me, could you tell me the chargers win 10 games and go on a run in the playoffs? We're not having this conversation, but to win 12 NFL games in a regular season, those teams are the Buffalo bills, the Kansas city chiefs, the green Bay Packers, like those are the elite teams in the NFL that do that. I I don't know how we look at the Chargers and what they've been and what they've done and say that's that team, especially in the hardest division in football when we haven't seen it before. That's all. Not saying it's impossible. I just don't know right. how we predict right. that.
1: It is fair. And, and like like I had, too, on, on mine at least, I follow that trend of splitting games. Within the division, you okay. got everybody winning
3: eleven games,
1: so it don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, just hey, just wait, till, just wait care. till we get to the AFC East, the AFC South, and those, nobody's those, winning a game. I'm, they're I'm all like, four like, no wins. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's hard. I actually did have to go back and alter my Rams uh, results from what I had because I'm pretty sure I gave I gave Vegas an extra loss. Which is funny that I I gave Vegas an extra loss. That I originally had them winning on our AFC or NFC West show. So that's that. Dylan, do you have any thoughts on this before we move on to the the Broncos? I have enjoyed it,
0: boys. I could have popped popcorn for that segment. I mean, honestly, that was amazing.
1: Good. Great, this yeah. guy. I'll help great. you
0: move on, uh, host, because Aaron just shot you down. I know you wanted to move yeah, on about too, ten too great. minutes. Great. Yeah,
1: yeah we're gonna move. We're gonna move on. To the,
0: we're gonna move on to the
1: Denver Broncos in just a few moments, but we do have to say goodbye to our belly up. TV viewers that have uh, tuned in for a month, start <laughs> to finish. Just want to say, good, okay, Dylan wants to laugh. Goodbye, Belly Up viewers. If you want to see the rest goodbye, of this show and up. the more uh, Sack City content, <laughs> follow us on YouTube at Sac City Pot. What did he say? Dylan
3: said what I was going to say. Goodbye, <laughs> Belly Up.
1: Okay. All right. Well, then, goodbye, Belly Up. Moving on to the Denver Broncos. Everyone still in the chat, please stick with us because we are going to go on to the Denver Broncos and their schedule looks like this with uh, four or five primetime games, including the big one uh, in week one as Russell Wilson returns home to Seattle uh, to play his former team, the Seattle Seahawks, on primetime. They got a San Francisco matchup on Sunday night football, the Colts on Thursday night, Chargers on Monday night, and the Chiefs on a Sunday night football game. This is a Denver Broncos team, and you talk about it, Aaron, about how we have not seen the Chargers do anything to where they can be 12 and five, but it's, uh, it's reasonable. It's understandable. You get it. And wouldn't be surprised if it happens. The Broncos are another one of those teams where this is a new look team, new head coach, new quarterback. This is, uh, this is big. So where, what, what's the big storyline heading into the uh, Denver Broncos season?
3: Yeah. For me, it's just, does Russell Wilson make them a Super Bowl threat? Um, And I say Super Bowl threat because unlike the Chargers, the biggest difference here is the most important position on the field. We've watched the Chargers do it with the quarterback they've already had for a couple of years, and they've been kind of middle of the pack. We've watched the Denver Broncos pretty much put together a good roster, but not have the guy to kind of lead that charge. And I think that's the biggest thing here is, is there enough in Russell Wilson? Do they have enough pieces around him to to make that next step? They finished seven and 10 last year. Do I think Russell Wilson is good enough for two or three more wins on that schedule? I absolutely do, and I think that's the storyline: is can Russell Wilson be that big of a difference? And I think this year he proves that he is.
2: Yeah, storyline is the same storyline was for Seattle. Let Russ cook, and this time he's got weapons and arguably the best offensive line he's had seven, eight, nine years maybe since at least since the Super Bowl run, and even that one wasn't the best line they ever had. So uh, it's it's Russ time to really. Get after it and show what he can do. He's got the weapons. You can talk about the tight ends falling or whatever, but I'm expecting Jerry Judy to take a step forward. Getting Corton Sutton back, if he can stay healthy, he's a big piece. K.J. Hamler, if he can re- return from an ACL tear and still be that speedster, that down th- that downfield threat like the Tyler Lockett he had. This team, go- remember, they're going from Teddy Bridgewater, not Drew Lock. So you're not talking about, and respectfully, a massive upgrade. You're talking about an upgrade, but it's whoa, not whoa, like whoa, a ridiculous whoa, one. Whoa, you know whoa, 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 whoa. He's trying to start a He's trying to start a today. Whoa, you whoa, just whoa, said whoa, whoa, whoa. at least three games. At least three games. That's what Yo. I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> saying Teddy Bridgewater is just below Russell Wilson on the left. I'm talking about, for this team, a signal caller who you can depend on week in and week out on Russell Wilson. That's what I mean. That's why I accentuated the word "massive," so big. Y'all still took it. God damn! Like, roll with me here. G. <laughs> let Russ.
1: Damn,
2: I, I, I do believe you said that it wasn't
1: that massive of a jump. He from emphasized massive, massive.
2: Like, he but it a,
1: is. It is though. It is that Matt. Like, it is going from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke to Russell Wilson. The is the that? Drew massive. Lock. I agree, hundred percent. No, even Teddy Lock, Bridgewater. Even Teddy, two starter. gloves.
2: I mean like how do i say it like i, I don't i don't know any other way to say I, we don't i mean no we don't what, need this, no but,
1: there's no there is no argument all, here AJ is just wrong here
2: the, all i'm trying to say is when we <laughs> looked at teddy bridgewater we knew he was an upgrade from drew lock when we okay. look at russell wilson we know he's an upgrade from teddy bridgewater that's all okay. i'm saying i'm not saying i just like aaron just said he's good for at least three more wins
1: the words you – I just – the words you – and this is – I it really doesn't need to be this big of an argument here. I'm not sure who did this solo, but I just – you said it's not – you specifically went out of your way to say it's not that massive, and you emphasized massive because you What's did happening? emphasize massive, and it yes. is Massive. It is not close.
2: That massive it is it's, it's not massive. close.
1: It's a big move. That's like going. That's like going from me producing the show. Or that's like going from Dylan producing the show to me producing the show. That's how massive it is. It's like that's, going that's
2: the Drew Lock It's to like Russell going Wilson. from
1: Dylan editing the audio right. or to you editing the audio. It is that that's
2: massive handle to ma- to massive. Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. But
3: whoa! Boys, whoa! My whoa, been broken whoa. Up whoa! today. Why well, you got to take it, shots? Yeah! Uh, yeah! Whoa! N- enough <laughs> of the shots on Dylan. AJ, you're wrong. It's a massive upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson. I know you try to accentuate it to make it seem like it. It just wasn't as big from going one to the other. But it, it, it's an absolute massive deal massive. to go from Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson. It's huge. It's a. Mm. It's night and day. It's massive (laughs) and yes and and to my point of three extra wins that's massive in an nfl season three wins is the difference between making the playoffs and not sniffing the playoffs like it's massive it's a big deal so i i agree everything you said was on point with with the fact of the team and the like everything you said was fine until you said the massive (laughs) upgrade because it is a massive upgrade
2: acting like I don't like Russell Wilson. How you get away with saying I'm not saying the charges aren't bad.
0: I'm just, you know, but I say one thing and ooh, no to When, does a, when does a VO go when someone's on cam there, AJ? But let's continue on. Um <laughs> wow. My yeah. if I'm writing for the Denver Post, my headline is hack it, here's a who? Um, Nathaniel Hackett's the new head coach here for the Denver Broncos as many know Um, you look at him and what he brings over obviously he had great credible 2017 what he did with the Jaguars offense top 10 offense with Blake Bortles and Leonard Fournette without Allen Robinson I mean that was a good good Freaking job he did there then he gets canned he goes over to uh green bay works with aaron Rodgers. great chemistry there now he gets a shot in denver and i know he's a young first year head coach which obviously josh mcdaniels has had experience he failed but he had experience uh this is a first year for him and, and it's going to be a little tough because i mean he's in a division that has an andy reed that has talented football players up and down with a ton of great pass rush in that division so it's, uh, how does Hackett do in year one with this team? Because I think they got all the talent in the world. Yeah.
1: Former Jaguars, great Nathaniel Hackett. So I guess um, so uh, this division, game.
3: this division is funny because I just was kind of, while Dylan was talking, I was looking over how we talked about how you have people winning early, winning late. My, my standings line up the same way. I have, I have, outside of Kansas City, I have the Chargers and the Denver Broncos both starting out really hot. New mm-hmm. team. And then I have them both faltering down the stretch because I think the youth in big games, not having playoff experience, is going to is going to impact them. And I have the Charger or I have the Chiefs. I, I'm sorry, I have the Chiefs and the Raiders going on runs late. Uh, I just noticed, Vinny. I don't know who did quality control, but yeah, there's something wrong there. I just noticed it just now. But just anyway, the point, the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders. Yeah, I have have, the Las Vegas Raiders. I have starting a little slower, but going on a on a nice stretch run late, and that's the difference to me in the division.
1: Oh, 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 that's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a big one. I just saw it for the first. I just saw it too. Do you have multiple graphics? No, I only had one. Really? It's okay. had one. Yeah, interesting.
3: But yeah, so yes, uh, I, all my teams are ten and seven. I really do, and it boiled down to tiebreakers. Um, I think this division is going to be close. I think it's going to be a good, good tight race, and I think it's going to end up being the same teams in the playoffs plus one. And I, I won't tell you who I have left out of the playoffs because we'll save that for another day. But one of those teams between the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos—they're
0: not getting shit it. On them. It's the Chargers.
2: Mm. Vinny, mm. Vinny, how do you feel about Aaron saying like? how the hell you got every team win at least 11 games, <laughs> but he's got every team winning 10. <laughs> I, I know mean, it's a it, difference. For like- it's a big difference.
1: It is. And I think that like, when you look at it, like I have, I have them going 11 and six and I have them starting off the season. One, two, three, four, five wins, five and three before the buy. Uh, I think. Th- yeah.
3: I, I have them six and three. I got them. No, I have them, and. Six, I got them undefeated. I have six and two, six and two before the buy.
1: Yeah, I, I have design. them.
3: No way, they're undefeated. Is also
1: messed up. That graphic is also messed up. I'm not sure what this I'm quality control three. thing is, uh, but the Denver Broncos graphic is way messed up. Um, but yeah, the Denver Broncos are a thing, and they are. I can't pull up the graphic now because it's all messed up, but it's okay. I'm gonna pull it up anyways. We're almost in the after hours part of the show. Uh, I have them beating. I have them going on. Uh, they they end up five and three before the bye. and I think they're a playoff team still. I think they're a playoff team still. Yeah, I do. And it, it, I, I it did is, see it.
3: Yeah, I did see it. But um, I so so you have all four teams in the AFC West making the playoffs. I do. You have to. I mean, if they're all at eleven wins, they're they're which making sucks, the playoffs.
1: Which sucks. That's actually, like, think about because the AFC North is also really good, and like Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland are now not in the playoffs. If that if that ends up being what it is, and that's. That's, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work in the end. You know, I, I don't, don't know I, how it's going to work. It, it's it possible.
3: It's possible based on numbers wise, but because it's never happened in the NFL, I find it very hard pressed to believe. I thought about doing that. I was like, dude, there's no way four teams from one division is getting in. They, they, they would have it to really be just is. so good. And I, I just don't,
2: I just don't see it. Mm. Yeah.
0: They're my division Fun winner. Fun times, guys. Fun times. The Broncos
3: are your division winner?
0: Pull up the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it. Wild. See, they are my division winner. Five. I told you.
3: 12 and five.
0: Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Undefeated again, at the
3: break. Again, What's I what? just don't What's... know where you make that leap. I, it's, I, I just don't know where you make that huge of a leap based on nothing we we've seen so and i get it the quarterback is the biggest impact position so i understand that one a little bit more yeah uh but
1: where's where's your win where's your what's one win that you have on the schedule that you think that other people would have or what's yeah one win on your schedule that most people would have as a loss that you think is is a big deal
0: oh i see it again um yeah i got undefeated um at the bye that's eight no Then I got them, so I'll get to 12. Got them losing to Tennessee. That's one of those things. They'll kick Carolina in the tail. There's nine. Um, They'll beat Arizona 10. I think they take one against Kansas City, Los Angeles, 11. And going back up, maybe it's Baltimore or maybe it's Vegas. I don't recall which one.
3: Dude, their, their schedule down the stretch is so tough, too. Oh That's what God. yeah. Dude, they they're really at Tennessee. Scores, yeah. They play a bunch of road games. They only have three road games to start the season Baltimore. before the bye. End the season with five road games. Bro, it,
2: Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, the Rams, Kansas City, the Chargers to end. Like yeah. 12 and 5 is yeah. real hard. They might like, they have to be, to be they nice might be 12 and 0 at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have yeah, I have them yeah. I have them six and three at the end to after outside the bye as well. Like that's that's yeah they yeah I think that they lose the let's see yeah they lose against like Kansas City they lose against uh, Baltimore they lose against the Rams. Yeah, I don't.
3: Yeah, I have them going four and five down the stretch six and three to start yeah. um, ten and seven 10 overall. And like I said, a bunch of ten and seven teams, and the tiebreaker will be determined, and the team with the better tiebreaker, yeah, make the playoffs.
1: It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Shout out everybody in the chat for uh, grinding this out. Not grinding. Enjoying this AFC West schedule breakdown uh, with us. Again, if you are new to the show, please join us for all of our other shows live at on Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Really, it's, it's, it's YouTube. YouTube is the place to be. If you're not following us and subscribe to us on YouTube, you are missing out on quality content. AJ, Tell them where else they could follow us to get grade A Sac City content.
2: You mean like my address? I don't know if I want to just be giving people my address. You know, that's a little different. Do though. you
1: even know your address?
2: <laughs> I do. My address is at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Head on over to all those wonderful platforms. If you're in this chat, I know you already subscribed because you're here with us at an hour and 12 in. We appreciate you. We love you. We love the fact that you can't wait to get off this show and tell everybody about the best NFL content on the interwebs. That's at Sac City Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Follow us for all the best love, happiness. Your boys are back in town. I'll at you what? at you boys
1: and make sure you are sharing 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 and interacting with us every chance you get on our social media platforms we'll be back again live at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Facebook YouTube and Twitter discussing the NFC North on Wednesday 8 p.m. Eastern time for your boy AJ Johnson for my best friend Aaron Mukes, and for the smoothest voice of sports casting Dylan Kearns I am me we will see you Wednesday
3: Peace out.
2: Bye. That's
1: what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom.